Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. Hey, well, good morning. It is uh, Wednesday, November 9, day after the election. We have a busy day planned for you. In fact, a busy week, rest of the week. So uh, let me just kind of tell you what's being lined up so you know what to plan for. So as you know, in a few moments, we will have Kat Kerr here. Which, by the way, Kat, is uh, knowing that we are going to talk about some things before the show, before we bring her on, where we give thoughts, opinions, little pieces of snippets of revelation. She uh, always chooses to go in the next room and just shut off the sound or put music on or whatever, uh, which is a very integrity-based thing to do. Um, so she will not be um, she will not be listening while we're doing this pre thing. So when we bring her on and ask her what her thoughts are, she's not going to say, well, about what you said, or, you know, she's not going to, because she's not going to know what we said right now. So it's really good. Okay, so Kat will be on today in a few minutes. This afternoon, we're putting a special show together with Johnny Enlo, a new, uh, an extra Johnny Enlo unfiltered. He's got some good things in revelation and counsel and wisdom to give to us. Um, so that's two shows today, one at two, this one right now and the one at 2 p.m. Pacific 2 p.m. 2 p.m. Pacific, right? Am I saying that right? Yeah, which is 5 p.m. Eastern. Sorry about that. Then Thursday, tomorrow, is Hank Kuhneman. We haven't had him on for a long time, but he's a high-level prophet, and I'm really looking forward to what he would have for us today, especially as it relates to the election. And then Friday, Cash Patel, if you can believe it. He's a close personal friend and confidant, uh, part of tr Truth Social. He He's been, uh, some people call him, he, uh, that he, he's like, he would be similar to the chief of staff when he was at the White House, only he's he is kind of like the chief of staff for President Trump now um, in these days. And then Monday after that is Johnny Enlow unfiltered again. So we're putting some really good stuff together to, to you for you to keep you encouraged and built up and, and educated and uh, both knowledge and in revelation. So we hope you're going to really enjoy that. I know we're going to enjoy bringing it to you. Barry Wunsch, we need him. Uh, we need to call for prayers for him. This is actually two-day-old information. Um, it might even be three days because I think it might have been on the sixth that he went into the hospital with COVID. And now this is on his own uh, Facebook website, so you can go to the, the Canadian Hammer on Facebook and read more about Barry Wunsch. But he, by his own public admission, refused uh, the remdesivir. Uh, that he refused to take that or have that given to him at the hospital, and they showed him the door. And I'm glad they did because um, it has a very, very unhealthy um, history. And in my opinion, any doctors, this is my opinion and no one else's, uh, some doctors are going to be liable because they know that it's killing patients. That's my opinion. I'm saying it for Canada or any nation, any hospital. If you're giving remdesivir, it's going to be proven to be a killer drug. Um, I'm allowed to give my opinion. There's no, um, someone can say, well, you're practicing medicine. No, I'm not. I'm giving you my opinion. It's a killer because doctors are reporting those things and researchers are. So there you have it. You heard it here. But please keep Barry in prayer. Um, he was starting to recover just a little bit on the 7th. Uh, so I think he'll probably, we know God's with him, but he needs some prayer. Um, all right. We're going to go ahead and run a couple of quick things. We're going to um, run the fresh water well so you'll see. Reminder how, how badly we need that support. Keep those wells going in. Every three days now we're putting in a new freshwater wells. Here we go. Hey, 
Well, my compliments to Caitlin Sally, who's part of the Mark and Lori Sally Get the Water Done. Caitlin, Caitlin's doing a great, great job putting these videos together for us. And uh, we, 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 she's a very important team member to us. We appreciate it. Sing her praises for that. But there's not only that, but of course, there's 24 of us that, you know, we give our staff every two weeks a paycheck. So we really, really, really thank you so much. Uh, for supporting this ministry and giving generously. We're in the giving time of the year. Um, and it was Thanksgiving and Christmas. People then begin to think about their year in giving. So we appreciate you thinking about Elijah's dream. So God bless you. All right. The next thing I want to share is when I woke up this morning, and I know the, the election stuff that we're talking about is pretty intense. And I asked the Lord what he was saying. And and all of a sudden, I'm going to bring up American Warriors in just a minute, by the way. Um, I think I reversed the order of this. Let's do American Warriors. Let's do that. Okay, today's American Warriors, Warriors, Richard Harley, shares his early career serving in Korea. Then in 1952, when the nuclear arms race was in full swing, he and his crew witnessed the terrifying destructive power of new and powerful nuclear weapons. As the nuclear threat seems to be reemerging today, Richard gives his firsthand account of the devastating power he witnessed. In less than a minute, you will see the most powerful explosion ever witnessed by human eyes. We were supposed to be 34 miles from ground zero. Well, it turned out we were less than 25. We were that close to this thing. And there was a 12 second interval from the time of detonation before you could look away. In seconds, it went from ground zero to 20,000 feet. The crater that there was, that they put in the ocean was three miles across. By the time that maze came, everybody was saying, well, this might be it. Wow, well, I do hope you'll watch that. It premieres today on both Rumble, and here's the channels if you have that. It, on the Rumble, on Rumble, it's American Warriors 22, and on the YouTube, it's American Warriors 22, the same thing. But uh, either of those places, you can watch American Warriors. Hope you'll uh, enjoy that. We put a lot of work into putting these together to honor our servicemen and women. So, all right, this morning I got up and was talking to, to the Lord about what was going on with the elections and all that. And I just said, what, have you, what, what do you have to say? What do you want to say? And, and these words came flooding into my, in a very, very clear way, and not just give thanks to the Lord, but the part that says, oh, give thanks to the Lord. And so I looked that up in Psalms 136, and it says, um, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, and his mercy endures forever. I'm going to have you, Emily, I'd ask you to pull up a few scriptures where he talked. It says, by the way, in this passage, for his mercy endures forever, 26 times. In this section, it says over and over and over, uh, his mercy endures forever, 26 times if I counted correctly. Uh, and pull up the next scriptures. It talks about where he takes kings down. To him who struck Egypt in their firstborn, in their firstborn, for his mercy endures forever. What's next? But overthrew Pharaoh and his, and his army in the Red Sea, for his mercy endures forever. What? To him who struck down great kings, for his mercy endures forever. This is what the Lord told me to read today. And I don't remember which is, and slew famous kings for his mercy endures forever. And rescued us from our enemies for his mercy endures forever. 
So if, I don't know if that, thank you so much for that, Emily. I appreciate it. One day I'm going to bring Emily on here and introduce you, but we won't take the time today. That was very, very meaningful to me for to me today and for you because this is what God's saying at this hour. Um, some things, some good news, some not as good news. Um, and so some people are, are a little bit nervous about what's going on, and we're going to talk about that today. Um, but let's pray and medic put something on his website, and I asked them to pull that up for us. So let's see if that's the next thing. Here's what he says. If you're feeling angry, it's understandable. It's hard watching another election be stolen. Now, I don't know that the whole election is stolen, but a lot of it is still stolen because things that we've seen. But um, So he said, consider this. Yesterday, there was a red wave. Yesterday, there was a red wave. Patriots did their part and voted in historic numbers. Even some Democrats voted for conservatives. We all knew there would be cheating, but this time people were watching and recording it all. So that's very, very good news. So now here's a word by uh, a prophetic voice that I trust very highly. And many of you would know, I'm going to say it's a she, but... um, you know, like we use the name Mel K for one of our guests. We use a praying medic often the way you just saw that. And she's going by um, uh, Firehawk because fire, hawks, Firehawks literally spread fires. But we're going to cover up her name for now. Uh, in a few months, I'll be able to tell you who she is and, and why we needed to keep her um, name out of it for now. But I trust this word of the Lord. So let me just read that from Firehawk. So he's calling it the great comeback. This morning, as I was in prayer, bringing the elections before the Lord, I heard the Lord say, you never expected this. I really didn't understand what the Lord meant until I started to read the word and my eyes landed on this verse. Then Jacob said to Joseph, I never expected to see your face again. And now God has allowed me to see your descendants as well. Genesis 48, 11. Jacob thought his son Joseph had died long ago and his days were over. He did not expect to ever see him again. But now through God's sovereign power, Jacob was allowed to see Joseph and his children and be with them for all the years to come, for years to come. So I heard the Lord say, many of my people are not expecting to see what's about to happen. Jacob never expected to see Joseph again, but he didn't only see Joseph. He also saw his children. Many are not expecting to see the face of Trump again, but God says, get ready for you will not only see his face, but also the face of his children and of those who are behind him. Do not fear or be shaken, for I am working in the background to cover America with my blood. So I heard the voice of evangelist Reinhard Bonnke when he used used to declare words concerning a blood-washed Africa. This time, the voice of the Lord declared the coming blood-washed America. Get ready for a great comeback. Many are deceived, but I am at work. The reality is that I have ordered victory. And that's brought to us by Fireheart, Firehawk. So that's awesome. All right, I want to show you this by um, a word that had come in 2019 by uh, Prophet Charlie Sham. Uh, we don't, I don't think we got the actual transcription, but pull that report. That is, this is a report based on that word. Uh, she didn't fail and she wasn't fired, but she will be the next Arkansas governor. Governor, do you see the date up there? That's not yesterday or a couple months ago. That was three years ago in 2019, three and a half years ago almost. Uh, Prophet Charlie Shamp said she was going to be the next governor. And I just wanted to give that to you um, and let you be encouraged by that. Then we've got one other clip by Greg Phillips, who was on our show again the other day, just got out of jail. And here's what he's saying. This was, uh, well, it was 22 minutes ago, a short time ago. 
So I don't know exactly how old it is at the second, but he says, now that we have some clarity around the remaining numbers in Arizona, we are growing increasingly optimistic about the remaining races. Few scenarios exist where Kerry doesn't win by a substantial margin of 75,000 votes. And that's Kerry Lake, reported by Greg Phillips. Of course, he's a he's a statistician with regarding votes. So things are looking really good. So, all right. I think we got all the pieces. I think I did all my part. Uh, and now Kat has, has been kept out of the room, which is good. And now they just told me that they brought her in. So let's go to Steve and Kat on Wednesday. Here we go. Good morning, Kat. Good morning. <laughs> Good to see you. Smiles and all. Now, I we've kept you out of the room, or you've kept yourself out of the room, so we, we're not going to talk about anything we have talked about. This okay. is like, we're going to put a fence around this, and this you and I are just going to talk about whatever you have to give. Um, so let me just start by asking, did you get, I would normally tell a person that's interested in this, did you get much sleep last night, but you don't sleep during the night, right? Not really. I sleep in the daytime. Yeah, so over, overnight, literally, you're up all night, right? The entire night I'm up. I go to bed at 7 a.m. That answers your question. 7 wow. a.m. before the sun comes up. I so, wow. That's me. So, um, hours. now you and I have not talked about, I have no idea what you're going to say or report. I don't know what you know no. in the natural either. So, I'm going to turn it over to you, Kat, and see what you got. Okay. Well, first of all, I'd like to remind the people that God is God and there's no one above him. And no matter what you see with your eyes or hear with your ears or are told through somebody's mouth, what is actually happening or what is going to happen if it's bad, that is not what God is saying. You have to understand. I know you. I know he's mysterious. I know he's powerful. I know he holds the air I breathe. And in your air, if you're a believer, well, he holds everybody's air. Just so you know that, okay? You came from him. There was no other place for you to come from. I'm not going to go into that any more detail than that. You have to understand. He had plans for you while you were in him. And at one point in your life, made that known to you. Well, a lot of the wicked decided they didn't want nothing to do with him. So they went into the darkness. And those who are in the darkness now are still in the darkness. You need to understand that. You have to know the evil doesn't change, but neither does God. You can't just point evil and say it's gotten darker, it's gotten worse, you know, it's going to take all over us. And, and yet you know what God has said already. No, justice is coming in the greatest detail and amount ever before on the earth. Now, that is very significant. More justice will be given than at any other time on the face of this earth you're living on right now. That's where justice will happen. And the father is a very detailed person in every way. He's already got his list made. He already knows who's done what people. No one's hidden anything from him. But he has his plans because these days you're breathing in right now are the forerunner to what is about to overwhelm this entire earth. And what is about to overwhelm the earth does not include evil. This is from him right now from his throne. It does not include evil people. So what does that mean is going to happen? This is from the throne. What he's about to do on this earth for generations to come does not include the evil. That means it will be removed. It will be dealt with. Justice will be given. Many people will be gone from the earth completely. They won't be here anymore. Let me take a drink, please. Yeah. 
Well, and when you say evil, but let me just ask a question that to clarify it as you go. Um, like I don't, you talked, we talked about coming into the kingdom age and I'm thinking, okay, so there's a few bright spots on the earth and a dark, or is it mainly light on the earth with a few dark? What do you mean it will be gone or, or all the present evil that is operating in hidden places, trying to control the world. I hope that okay. clarifies it. Like the, like the globalist, the elite, all of those one world. Is that, well, uh, I'm just going to say it people. Whoever's been cheating, stealing, lying, killing, uh, deceiving, I'll just make a list for you, okay? Yeah. Those who wanted to bring fear, want control, it's the only thing they know, hell only knows control. The only language they speak is profanity. The only plan they have is to kill, steal, and destroy. That's their plan. It has always been hell's plan. So whatever you do, don't let yourself go into a hole with hell and hell's thinking no. serious. you need to be rejoicing right now if you believe what god has said okay god doesn't go by numbers he doesn't go by man's plans he doesn't go by hell's operations he doesn't go by their activities he doesn't go by any of that he's on his throne knowing 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 what is about to happen and what you saw yesterday was not it Say that last sentence again. What you saw yesterday, which I've talked to nobody about, what you saw happen yesterday is not the it's end not. of the end. It's it not is the not end. the it is not his final plan to fix everything. And actually, I've been telling you for two weeks, don't look at elections to change everything. Yeah. And I was serious when I said that. That was God saying that. Don't look at the elections to change everything. It will help in some ways. Some things will happen. There's always going to be spots of sunshine and joy in the in the mess, in the midst of the mess. Mm. A mess that they're about to get cleaned up. That's what I'd have to say. But I can tell you right now, there is no one on this earth, in this earth, over this earth, that can say against what God wants. No one or nothing. Let's just make it plain. No one or nothing can stop him from what he is about to do with the glory being sent into the earth, baptism and fire, which is going to be happening. Us, the manifested sons and daughters, speaking to the land, the sea, and the air, and it obeying because it has been in travail for us to stand up and start doing it. Wow. You can't do any kind of a great campaign. Let's call it a campaign, not like a, not like a political campaign like a military campaign. Can, can I ask this question? You know, there's been out and about a lot of patriots use this um, repeated phrase over and over for many, for a couple of years now, they'll say nothing can stop what's coming. When you say nothing can stop what's coming, that may have something to do with the election, but you're saying it from the standpoint of God. Nothing, or, or I'm going to be asked the question, are you saying nothing can stop what God's going to do now? Is that I'm what you're saying? saying nothing can stop God from doing what he is going to do next. Okay. So you had that perfectly clear. Yes, he uses mankind. I know that. He know he has put people in place, some of them, and the ones who are operating and where he put them to do what he asked them to do. Those, of course, are always a part of what he does. But as far as the overall thing, it's not going to stop. What God wants. These are God's days of glory. They are not Satan's days of let's take over the earth. 
I hope that clarifies that to you. These are not from the throne. These are not the perilous times. These are not the tribulation. These are not the end. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com slash give. What he is going to end is what you have been living in for the last couple of years. Yeah. Oh, man. That such, will end. Such good and I news. mean it will end completely. It will end completely. Yeah, I saw a word today, Kat. Um, um, again, it's not a prophet per se or anything, but there was a, someone that wrote um, what he thought had gone wrong. And, and there's, which I didn't say openly, but there's a, there are a lot of people that say that there, that we are yet to have both the, the house of representatives. It looks like we still got it and maybe 50, 50 on the, on the um, yeah. Senate. But my, what was I going to, how do I want to ask this? Uh, ah, don't let me lose it. Uh, I'll pull it back when it comes to me, but maybe I wasn't supposed to ask it anyway. But um, go ahead. Go ahead. With the, if I pull it back, I'll, I'll ask you again. Okay. Um, I'm not saying that they won't help change some things because we have great people standing yeah. in positions right now that people have clearly shown. And I didn't even have to ask anybody. Clearly hmm. shown. We don't want what they've been dishing to us. Yeah. We don't want it. The American people, true American people, do not want what they're trying to shove on us. And they're fed up with it. And I will tell you this, when I went to vote yesterday, the line was out the door and stayed out the door the whole time I was there. I mean, out the door and like down the corner of the street. That's what it was like. And every one of those people were saying these words as I walked past them. Some knew me, some did not know me. And they said, I'm here so my child can have a future. And I'm here, someone else would say, I'm here so my children and my grandchildren and my great-grandchildren will have a future. These were even young people saying this. And some of them had their, their babies with them. They said, I will not let my baby grow up in this world the way it is now. So I'm here to vote to make it change. Wow. That was very clearly what they were saying. They were all voting for justice to be given. I think what I was going to ask is, you know, in 2020, of course, everybody in the prophetic, the one question is how long? Even David cried out how long? You know, that. but we, we've gone for two years fighting for the 2020, and now 2022 is just happening. And I think some people are like nail biters that are going, are we going to go have to fight for this for two more years? Do you have any sense of that? I know God may not give you timing on this, but what, what any thoughts you have? I do know this, and people probably some people may not like me saying it, but but you you all need to understand that number forty five does not have to run to get his seat back. Right, that is correct. Well, that is what God is saying. Okay. He Good does news. not have to run to get his seat back. Good. There, that's a big answer for. Yeah, it is a big answer. If everyone listened very clearly, because that's a very big answer, right? It there. is a big answer. Yeah, nobody has to run to get what was theirs all along. Yeah. And there's no way they can keep that whole thing from 2020 from being revealed. That is very clearly will be revealed and not just from uh, the people of the right or whatever you want to call us, you know, whatever you want to call us. The ones who want justice, liberty, and freedom, who love America. Patriots, Christians, patriots. Yeah, because I can tell you right now, the other side is going to know it all. They're going to know it. They're going to know what they just did. They're going to know it. 
It will have to be announced from that side. Okay. Oh, that's a, that's you know that's pretty good because that side, which we call the left, won't announce anything that will make them look bad. I, what you're saying is they're going to have no choice. They will have no choice. Okay. This is from the throne. I'm not just saying it from me. Okay. I'm a mouthpiece, and no one can stop that from being said or known either. People are still saying it everywhere, but it doesn't. The point that matters is this. It will have to be announced from those who've been hiding, lying, and stealing all along. They, the news, let's just add that, the news will have to publicly announce who won the 2020 elections and who really belongs in that seat. So good. Good the stuff. The father has promised that will happen. He has promised. He's never stopped saying it to me. Never stop saying it since November the 4th, 2020. This is what they will do. This is what they will have to do. And they won't want to do it, but they will have to do it. I hope that gives you some joy today. That gives us a lot of joy. Now, uh, I want to make sure you have any, give us anything else you have. But I've got questions, but i got a problem. I left it on the okay. printer over there. So you got to think uh, of something to talk about for three minutes while... Oh, I can uh, talk for three minutes. Emily me. can put you on full screen. I'm going to go get that off the printer. So here we go. You're okay. Yes. I want everyone to know out there, I have faced everything you have. I think I said something like that in the last thing. Even though I'm heaven's revelator, I do go over there all the time. Whether you want to receive that or not, that's totally up to you. I don't force anything on anyone. But I can tell you there is a God on that throne who carried you inside of himself, made plans, wrote it in a book. All the things he had planned for you, everyone out there. You made a choice somewhere in your life, especially the wicked and that side over there. They made a choice in their life to pretend there wasn't a God because deep inside every human, every human being knows there is. He put it in them. So whether they're still saying they don't believe it, trust me, they're going to be believing it soon. Who are they facing when they die? I'd like to add that. But my children are being taught to prepare for what is doing. God is preparing. What he's preparing, they're preparing your life. They're not ignorant to all this. They're innocent of any of the garbage and the junk. They don't hold anything in their soul that brings torment or sorrow or fear. Don't keep any of that in your soul. Okay, the devil gets that for free. Fear is one of his greatest things he operates in. And most yeah. of the time it's unfounded. And I know this thing is going on and things you don't like and things have changed drastically. In the last couple of years, you know what? Changing them will be God's greatest pleasure. But my kids and my grandkids who are still young are preparing for this great thing of God that is on God's timeline. That's what they're going after. Knowing all the other stuff around them, but they know God. They believe him. They believe his word. The most powerful thing you can say, if you can't even say anything else, say what his word says about him. That terrifies demons. It shakes hell itself. It causes earthquakes in hell when you start talking about the most high God who you serve and you will not serve another. That, that line right there is hated all over in hell. It's hated all over this world by the wicked. They don't want you saying those words. It releases something in the atmosphere. But my kids and my grandkids are doing that right now. They're making plans for their futures with God on this earth. They know what he's going to be doing. They're excited about that. They do not agree with the evil. They will not partner with the evil. They will not tolerate evil in them. 
And even though you can't go take something physically away from somebody, what you say in the spirit realm matters very much, even to your own soul. So start preparing for what God is saying is coming. This is an accelerated time. So things are about to be accelerated. I will just say that. And Kat, you talked about, um, I know you talked about you don't live in fear at all. Um, but also you're, what you're just saying, the scripture, one of the scriptures behind that is life and death is in the power of the tongue. That's I mean, right. you're saying no matter how disconcerting things might look to you at any day, either this or, or even problems in your own family, you're saying don't put voice to it kind of, or how would you describe it? Because some people say they got a pro like some people will actually maybe even need to see a, a pastor or a Christian counselor where they do need to share their feelings. How, how would you describe, maybe that'll be a good opening question for today is we get it that life and death is in the power of the tongue, but how do you live a real life without having to sometimes spill your guts or something? I mean, I don't know. I've never heard you spill your because guts. So. I don't keep any of that in me, Steve. Okay. It's not in me to spill. Okay. When that first time it comes, whether something I, I've, and say, say it to my face or, you know, it's out there and you hear it while you're out there somewhere. Uh, I don't watch regular news at all. I watch the other places. If I want to watch something, I will. Um, but only if God tells me to. It's not like I'm telling you not to listen to nothing. I'm not that ignorant. Okay, you got to know things, some things that are going on in your area, especially things like that. But yeah. make sure if they say something against what God has said. I literally say these words. I nullify those words. Oh, really? You'll just say that to the person? Even if I'm not present and I hear them, I go, I nullify those words. I say what God said. I will say what God has said. This is all going to change. These are days of greater glory. These are days of baptism and fire. This is the time for us to manifest his power and presence all over the earth. I say that. It literally will wipe out anything that was in my soul that might bring fear. Your yeah. soul is your mind what you think, your will what you choose, and your emotions is what you display. So if you're being afraid, make sure you say, I choose to kick out and loose from my soul all fear. That's good. All fearful statements, all negative things, all harmful things, all crushing, uh, you know, demeaning things. I loose them from my soul. All the things that are lies, I will not take that in my soul. I will take God's words in my soul. Your soul will think differently. You will feel differently. Therefore, I feel differently. Good. I'm not keeping any of the world's lies and stuff that they want to do or even their plans. I don't keep it in me. As a man thinketh in his heart or soul, so is he. There's your answer. Okay. So what are you thinking about? You thinking about what God has said, what God's plans are? Or are you thinking about all the lies that have been spilled out over there? That's good. You know, we're on a good roll right now. Before I get to the next question, someone wrote to me about this, and I wrote to them what I felt was a correct answer. Um, and they said, he said, Steve, I don't I didn't know the person. They said, Am I correct? Are you in understanding that Kat says she doesn't sin? And and you know, you know the question, you know, it's been thrown at you at different times. And I, I paraphrasing what I said is I I said, I uh dear whatever his name is, you are largely correct. Kat does not choose to sin. Um and then I went on to describe it, but then there was another part where I said, however, Kat does say that there's a, t a, a type of judgment in the future where you'll be accountable for all words that were, what were the word, what was that scripture where you're accountable graceful for? Graceful words. 
what is it? Wasteful words. And so, wasteful words. Uh, and I said, so Kat is saying that is not a sin, even though you will yeah. have to account for it. How does that yeah. not a sin? Because I have always thought, man, that's what's a wasteful word, Kat? What does that even wasteful mean? Wasteful word is something that's not needed anywhere. Like, can we well, say? Well, I heard your aunt went out and ran around with somebody last night. Okay, so it's a, an accusation. That's a word. Okay. There was no proof that had nothing to do. How did that empower anybody? Like, I hear uh, there's going to be a big takeover and they're waiting to come to bring the guns and going to take us all away and shoot us. That's definitely wasteful, okay? Okay, okay. Because all you have done, what, what did you plant in the soul of that person you were speaking to? Yeah. Whatever well, cannot be used, which is redi either ridiculous stuff, unfounded stuff. That is wasteful to God because when we speak, it says always be ready to have an answer. Yeah. What answer do you think he means? But Kat, if I if I did that and I said, well, did, you know, I heard you running and, and that was wasteful. If the spirit convicted me on it, wouldn't I say, Lord, forgive me for that? I would say that as if I had just sinned, wouldn't I? You can always ask for forgiveness. Even, you know, if you, if you do something that's not the right or the best thing to do, okay. you can say, I'm sorry I said that. Okay. You know, that's I think I was raised with the thought that every single thing I did that was not of faith is sin. Well, there is a scripture that says that. I don't, you know, I don't want to pick on any words, but um, if you're believing in faith for something, yeah, and then you say just the opposite of what you were believing for, that would be different. Okay. So just saying things that are like dumb, crazy things that don't really mean anything to anybody, um, those things are wasteful. But wasteful. And I'll tell you why. Okay. You'll give an account for every wasteful word you've spoken. That's in heaven. You wouldn't be in heaven if you had sin. You don't go to heaven with sin, people. So you're not going to, the judgment seat of Christ is not about sins you committed. Being account for every wasteful word you spoke, that is not, that's not sins. You wouldn't be in heaven, okay? So those are other things that, you know, you could probably do more for God or greater for God or be greater. And you chose instead to, to, to be not not wise yeah. so that might hurt somebody it might cause them to be afraid it might cause them to be sorrowful those would be wasteful things but sin is very direct sin is when you are unrighteous okay when you have stepped out of being righteous into unrighteous that is sin I, uh, when it says you know that uh, we need to live righteously because we represent him correct yeah. You sleep to sin, you go, let's just say it, okay, you just go sleep around, uh, you do things that are wrong, you, you you murder people. Profanity is not a good thing. That's more than wasteful words. Profanity is what hell speaks. You don't want to be speaking what hell is saying. So please let go of the profanity, people. Yeah. You're not impressing anybody in heaven. You're probably not impressing any of your friends around you. Maybe some demons, you might impress them. But, but profanity is literally what they speak in hell. That's their language. Yeah. That didn't come from heaven at all. It was not something God speaks against profanity and pro being profane. Yeah. But living sin-free should be very clear what sin is. Something that takes you out of the hand of God and you on purpose put yourself in the hand of Satan. And if you if you said wasteful words, to, to re-hit that point again, it probably is a good idea, probably cathartic or whatever, to say to the Lord, Lord, I think this is what Kat talked about, that this, those were wasteful words. Kind of, I ask you to forgive me. That's that's okay, right? 
even yes, though he may not have, fine. he might it's not have called it a sin. If you yeah. don't know, it's always fine to say, please forgive me. I shouldn't have done that. Uh, it's always good to do that, right? Yeah. Sometimes I'll say, maybe I said something every now and then I'll say, just say something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Every now and then. If, yeah. I, if I get upset, I'll say something and go, you know, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that. Father, don't write it down. Good. No, I'm that, so, clear, about, I'm that well, clear about it. I'm that clear about it. I'm not you said don't even write it down. It's not profanity or anything. Yeah. It's something that wouldn't be in me to, to do or say. I have and a so, feeling that's why some people have had, and I, I don't get a bunch of letters about this, but this guy did. It's not real common to be challenged on this with you, but I, that's probably why some people say, well, of course, everybody makes mistakes. A wasteful word is a mistake, at least. And so yeah, they're, no, they're thinking yeah. that you're saying I've never made a mistake or I don't make mistakes. That's not what you're saying. Well, no, I don't make most mistakes that other people make. Yeah. <laughs> My whole life, I walk in the spirit. Yeah. The reason I walk in the spirit is because I will not fulfill the desires of your flesh. And your yeah. flesh is the one that wants to strike out and say things. I don't strike out on purpose to hurt people and do stuff yeah. like that. Right. It would be even something you wouldn't even think there was nothing wrong with. Yeah. I've known you for you know as a public testimony, not that you asked for this, but I've known you for I think it's right at ten years, inclusive of the and um, you can ask my mama people, she lives with me. I've never heard you say one word against anybody in these ten years. So as a public testimony, not that you just asked for this, I've never heard you say one word against anybody. You will talk about for instance, one time when we were first getting to know each other, you said there was a Bible that they made, and you told, and I said, asked for the name of it that they made, and they had taken all the hard verses out, and you were speaking against that Bible. Well, that's a that's a teaching, that's yes. a wise word. That wasn't speaking against a person. I think anybody that has read the Word of God and you notice there's whole chapters being taken out that are in a regular Bible, I would not keep that Bible. I have yeah. to be honest with you. I'm not talking about Old Testament, New Testament. I'm talking about if you have the Holy Bible that has Old Testament, yeah. New Testament, and you go looking and they've taken scriptures out completely, mm. possibly the millennial reign of Christ might be one of them they have taken out. Wow. They don't think that's going to happen. I'm serious about this. So make sure you read your Bible well. Okay, because you don't want anything left out. That is against God. Well, and if you someone has it, I said I had a relative and I named the, the the type of relative and I just said, she told me a number of years ago, we don't believe in hell anymore. And I'm thinking, so you've got a Bible that teaches you what to believe and it teaches that, but you don't believe in that. It doesn't make any sense to me. Why would you not believe something that's there? That's crazy. I don't, I don't understand why people, I know some people's excuses literally people some of the people have written some of the newer versions well people just didn't understand it so this was their answer i thought i would just change it and i went i would be very careful if i was you do you want to by any chance name that i don't know if you remember the name of the bible you told me that I'll have said, to look up. i have a little list somewhere <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i'd ask you probably it started with an i'm M. more apt to tell you which ones i read yeah, yeah, okay. The there was I one with the five, and yes, people, I do still have the King James. Don't go there. Yeah, <laughs> the King James Bible is one of the few Bibles that are not afraid to take out the words unicorn when they really do That's exist. They're mentioned nine times in the Bible, but there's some crazy. Bibles you buy now that call a rhino. I don't think the father's happy with that. Okay, no. he has a unicorn. Why not? It's him, he makes them. 
Yeah. He does have them in heaven, and people, other people have seen them in heaven. Yeah. But the Bible, the normal Bible, mentions it nine times about the father's, about the unicorn, the strength of his horn, the strength of his body. It talks about it in the Bible. And some people thought, well, I don't like that. I don't think that's real. Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com slash give and become a partner today. Well, let me ask this about it. Out and change it to an ox or a rhino yeah let me let me ask this because you brought up the unicorn and now i understand about the unicorn but here's where I, we got tripped up years ago and our oldest daughter's now been married 10 years but when she was she was the oldest of two at the time and she was like five or six and we would have her watch these things i think it was called rainbow bright and they had these unicorns yeah but it was all this magic and stuff and she was getting scared and frightened and and we if we came around the corner she would scream a blood curling scream because she, and we realized that we had to tell her to that we would not allow her to watch this rainbow bright anymore in the unicorn it wasn't that unicorns don't exist in heaven because they do but they had taken that and made it magic and sorcery and stuff like that what are your thoughts about that i you know what i'm gonna say <laughs> well, i'm this is for the people too <laughs> I have nothing to do with magic people. Yeah. That is, look it up. It's the dark arts. Yeah. The black arts. You know how they were introduced into the earth? They were introduced in the earth by the uh, the watcher angels that fell and created offspring. Yeah. Those, those guys. Those guys literally introduced, uh, they introduced, um, I'm trying to think what's called. Because um, my, sometimes my natural head doesn't work as well as this the spiritual one, um, human sacrifice. Oh, human sacrifice. Okay. It was all introduced in this earth by the, by those ones, the ones that fell, right? And they wanted to be worshiped as they ended up by being worshiped as gods on the earth. That's what happened. They introduced human sacrifice. They introduced the dark arts, which is magic. Yeah. And they try to, they try to pretty it up and they try to make it look special. I don't like that word. A true mystic, by the way, has also been distorted. In the in in the in the ancient passages of the word, a true mystic was one who had a face-to-face encounter with a living wow. God. Okay? Yeah. So there's mystical, beautiful things in heaven that are uh, that are shown to you, and you get to see and enjoy in heaven. There is no magic in heaven, none, no sorcerer. I'm just going to say it: no witch, no sorcerer. Okay. Uh, what are the other ones? Well, you know, or or you're not going to have a magic uh, unicorn. You're not going to have a magic unicorn that does. I don't know what they did because I'm speaking out of school, but I mean, I don't know if they did spell. They did take a lot of cartoons and they were absolutely defiled. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's one what the that, Pokemon that... people do not let Pokemon in your home. Do not. Yeah. The spirit behind Pokemon is warring. Warring, go and see what those things do. They're, they're called pocket monsters. I know what they're called. And they, they throw them each other to war. So what they do is bring violent spirits in your home. And I had a good eye opener about that. I was on a plane somewhere one time and I was traveling and I got put in the back. It wasn't a big plane. And across from me were two children coloring books that were Pokemon. The father was sitting almost on top of a third child because they were screaming. Oh my. The top of their lungs about how much they hated them and how violent they were going to be and the mom was mom was in the back seat doing nothing 
And I'm like, can I lay my hand on that? How God, can I lay my hand on the kid's head and cast that devil out of him? And God said, this is what happens when you allow that spirit in your home. And they actually were coloring and coloring books. The other kids, they were probably like seven, eight. That yellow one was maybe four who was screaming how much he hated his parents. That was violence. People that was, God said, this spirit of violence is what you're letting in. Gee. Not to do it. What about the older crowd that plays that older game, Dungeons and Dragons? Same thing. We knew people who did that. And actually, I won't tell you what they ended up by doing to their mom. To their mom? Mm -hmm. Wow. I'm going to talk about it. Yeah, so there's, so in other words, this is a no, 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 no game. That is a no game. I think the the biggest no game would be a Ouija board. Okay, yeah. You do actually, not that I want to empower people to want to go and do it, and I'm not telling you to go and do it. You will actually open portals to hell if you use that board. You know, my mother, who was straight-laced all the way about after I was grown and married, she admitted to me one day that when she was a little girl, she played with Ouija boards. And I thought, are you kidding? I think she only did it once, but I I broke that off of my family line and all that. And some of you may, I, not that long ago, I told, like, I was like 30 years ago, I'm in a Toys R Us looking for stuff for my kids. And this little boy, 10 years old, says, excuse me, sir, I'm just walking through the store. Can you, he, this Ouija board, can you tell me, is this bad? You know, and I said, yes, it's very bad. Don't get that. He's okay. Thank you, sir. You know, so that was, I just got to use me to rescue him from, you know. Rescued him. Yeah. So who knows? Maybe I'll meet him in heaven. Yeah, I'm not saying any of these things because I think I want somebody to fail or something. I'm saying I have to speak the truth, people. Yeah. And the truth is there is darkness and there is light. There's evil and there's God. There's only two things. There is no third thing out there to choose. You cannot become ignorant and say, I'm just not going to do any of it because then the enemy will try to target you. If you're not, you need to be strong in God. You need to receive Jesus Christ as your Savior, number one. Number one, always, always receive him as your Savior. Repent of your sins. And the Bible says, even the Bible says that, um, you know, that if you repent of your sins, this is Christ. He is faithful and just to forgive you of that sin and cleanse you from what all unrighteousness right so if you want to know what sin is it's unrighteous what you do that is unrighteous you want to be righteous that means you're right with god when you sin you're unrighteous there's no there's no way around that and i know there's churches that teach you you can sin all you want to because the blood covered it you know it covered it at your time of salvation if you sin after that you have to repent because God's not allowing people to come up there filled with sin. Your soul goes with you to heaven, people. Your soul does not sleep in your flesh body. Your body dies. It sleeps because he's going to resurrect it one day. But your soul and your spirit, they're together. will go live in heaven if you're righteous. And one day, the dead in Christ shall rise. That's your dead body. It'll rise up. Your spirit and soul will be put back in that thing. And you'll be, you'll be glorified forever. You will live in the glory forever. That's what that means. You'll never sin sin after that happens. Never sin again or nothing. But righteous righteous is being right with God when you sin. You You go to terrible shows that do Satan stuff. You go to terrible movies that do Satan stuff. Those are sins. You can't fill yourself with evil and think that's not sin. Because what it does is it takes away from the God in you, the goodness in you. 
And what happens is your 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 white is wool. That means on the inside, the blood when it washes you white, you're white. When you go out and sin, you get a little bit of darkness in you. Mm. Then there's gray. That's exactly what happens. You know, the I more have darkness to... you get, the more it pushes the light out. So that's why it's important to not fill yourself with things that are evil or wicked. And I have to say, Kat, that I, you know, again, these 10 years that I've known you and I've pondered this whole thing where you're saying, I don't want, I don't go around sinning or I don't sin. If I look back to my life and all the different seasons, especially there were darker seasons where I was being sloppy. If I really look at my life, pretty much every sin I chose to do, I mean, every time I really, I did something wrong, I knew it was wrong, right? So it's not like yeah. we have problems knowing if something is wrong. What do you do with the scripture that says, uh, little children, I, I pray that you sin now, but if you, do sin, we, but if you do sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ. How does that apply? Um, because he says, but if we do. Is that, in other words, because we are who we are? No, Kat, I think you would admit that most people walking the earth have not reached kind of where you're walking, where you don't sin. Isn't that probably true? They haven't gotten to that. I think there's people more than people know okay. that are here in the earth because he literally says in the Bible, it literally says, be holy as I'm holy. It says that. Yeah, it wouldn't, and I'm going to show you another place in, in okay. the world where it is possible to get to a sin free life. Okay, I mean, Jesus didn't do this so he could all the time just be, be forgiving, forgiving. He does, he does do that, but he wants you to get beyond that. Yeah, how do you ever expect to rule and reign, which is your right as a believer? You should have a crown on your head right now to rule in the spirit realm, but you can't sin and do that because you can't mix holy. And, and the devil, and think the devil, if you take authority over the devil, do you think he's going to listen to you if you've been playing with him? If you've been in this camp playing, and over here you're saying, well, I'm a strong believer, and I, I live by the word, and I, I've received Jesus Christ as my Savior, my sins have been washed away. Uh, that terrifies hell. That does. It terrifies them. But if you start playing in their stuff, then they know they can hook you. Because they have the right to come after you, because yeah. you have said yes to their stuff. There's a reason why he says to live righteously. But if the word says, be holy as he is holy, that means you can get to that place. Guess what? It's a desire of your soul. Well, you're just saying God would never instruct you to do something that you could never do. He wouldn't say, be holy, if it was impossible to be holy. Right. Why he'd be, He wouldn't waste his words. And I'm gonna, I need to show you another scripture. Okay. Why it's important to make sure you've received Christ. Okay. When the rapture does happen, it says he's coming for a church. That's the body of Christ. Without spots, that is sin. Without wrinkles, that's your flesh trying to take over. Okay. There you go. There's somebody who is living holy. You're living holy. You have no sin. Your flesh isn't ruling over everything that God has said to you. So you can get there, or he would not have put that in there, that we're coming back for those who have no sin. And they're walking probably in the spirit. You're not, you're not fulfilling every desire your flesh has. Usually your flesh wants what, what God doesn't. Usually your flesh does. Yeah. So it shows you right there, you can get to that place, or he would not have put it in there. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, you would be, it would be and, and transparent to say that it's a journey, right? In other words, 
you I saw I first heard about this on this cruise and you're talking on the cruise. You didn't expect people to walk off the ship and from that point on never sin it again. You knew they would be on a journey to get this to get to this place. Is that fair That's to say? Right. Okay. Yes, it is fair to say because when you hear the truth and your soul really your spirit man as a believer, your spirit man craves revelation. Yeah. It craves revelation. That revelation is pure, it's holy, it comes from the Father himself. And when he is revealing himself to you, if you love Christ, you're going to love what he has said. And, uh, but I can tell you, I know for sure that, <clears throat> that uh, there are people in the earth on purpose not sinning. And yep. this is the thing. If I'm so adamant and passionate about the Father being known, Jesus being known, Holy Spirit being known, if I am all the time being taken to that holy, amazing, beautiful place called heaven, why would I want to settle for right. the evil of hell? Why would I want to do anything for them? I don't market them. I don't participate. And I definitely don't tolerate hell in my life. I don't tolerate sin. Sin belongs to the devil. Why would I want that? Yeah. And you need to literally look at that way. If I choose this, I'm choosing what the devil wants. So good. So good. All right, Kat, are you ready for the first question on my and list? Yes. Today? <laughs> the first question. We've been having fun with this. Okay, Tanya, or T-A-N-J-A, Tanya, or can you tell me more about Song of Songs and what it tells us about Yeshua being our bridegroom? And of course, a lot of people don't understand because you said even Jesus would, I think you said once dance with people even in the spirit or take you to heaven and dance with you. But how can that be when romance of any kind is not, that kind of love is not in heaven. Romance isn't in heaven, right? So I think you're looking at a different version of romance, people. <laughs> okay. So there's a different romance. There's a totally different. The spiritual romance is okay. totally different. Okay. The spiritual romance does not crave the coming together of flesh yeah. people. That's not the ultimate goal for that. That's you being one in the spirit. Literally. Literally. Just so you know that act that husband and wife do. Yeah. That's only symbolic of yeah. Christ in the church. Why? Because in heaven, you actually as spirits can go inside each other. That's not a different kind of an act. Like you mean, you mean, for, like you mean us in the Lord or us in our fellow friends in heaven? We go each other. No, we're talking about us in the Lord. Okay, us in the Lord, just making sure. When Jesus said to his father, you and me, right. and me and you, that's what he's talking about. I was pondering that today. That's, that's been my... You cannot be any more closer together, people, than spiritually being together. There's no, it's not. It's not like that act that we were talking yeah. about a minute ago. Yeah. It's not performing that physical act, that desire that your flesh has. Right. Your spirit man desires things entirely different than the flesh does. And when you get your flesh back one day, it's going to be glorified. It won't desire that stuff. And I know you're thinking, well, poor us. Yeah. No, you're not going to ever think that. <laughs> because we, we will be one. Together, we believe one together, we'll be able to step into the Father, Jesus step into the Father, Holy Spirit step into the Father, and we'll be one just like the Trinity. We aren't the Trinity. I got to make everything clear to people because the crazy ones take it everywhere, okay? I'm literally talking about a spiritual existence in yeah. heaven. Yeah. Christ will step inside of you, turn around, look out through your eyes, and you will you will love everybody with yeah. that spiritual, with no, that spiritual gonna... love. 
I was going to ask you about the, the loving everybody. I've never asked this before, but isn't it true? I am assuming that when I get to heaven, no matter what someone was like or looked like or, yeah. or had handicapped, don't we see all the children as beautiful, all the women as beautiful, all the men as handsome? Wouldn't that be a thing that, that everybody was attractive but not lustfully or sexually or anything like that? Well, there's we no was, lust yeah, no, so there's I'm, none of that, but wouldn't we see... All yeah. of the above as ha as handsome or beautiful, wouldn't that be always true? Oh, you think everybody looks good, and you tell people, man, you look so good. You okay, you so would. Nice. So but, but by the way, there are no handicapped people in heaven. Well, right, no, I'm saying those that had been. Yeah. 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 Oh, you congratulate them. You look great. You look amazing. Look at you. you, you you're all you. You're so everything you say inspires people, and it makes them happy. But there's no darkness right. in it. It's like the movies they have in heaven. There's no evil in it. They don't have to have R ratings or X ratings in heaven. None of that stuff is shown anywhere. It's not produced. It's not made. It's not wanted. It's not desired. There's none of it there. Okay? You're in heaven. This is a holy atmosphere, an amazing, exciting, adventurous, powerful atmosphere to live in. But everybody wants the best for everybody. Even if it's somebody that at one time with your enemy on earth, you will still care about them in heaven. So there's a oneness that happens where Jesus is inside of you, which you've described many times, and you're inside of the Father and you're inside of the Jesus. There's a oneness that is a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful feeling. It is the highest sense. level of being one in existence. Wow. It's That's a amazing. spiritual joining. It's a spirit. It's not yeah. your flesh body. Very good. Very good. All right. Esther's asking this, Kat, how do guardian angels process the evil they see here on earth? And I'm guessing our, if our guardian angels, let's say I'm looking at my younger life and I'm in the middle of doing stuff that I know is a sin. What's my guardian angel doing? I'm just adding to her question. What are they doing? And they're shaking his head. <laughs> okay. say, what are you doing? Stop this. He's shaking his head. He may be saying something to you and you think it's yourself saying it. He might be saying, get out of here now, right? Yeah, that, he, that kind of thing. What you would hear is, I need to get out of here right now. I need to stop this. I need to just go. That would be your angel saying that. Okay, good. They have the right to do that. They have the right to do that. <laughs> They're not physically dragging you away, although I think if some of them could, they would want to. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. Well, that's pretty clear. Jim is asking this. When we send our host to take down strongholds over a person, what do the hosts actually do and what kind of freedom does the person experience? Is it temporary for a day? And then we pray each day for the same thing for this person? Okay, that's his question. I would say that the greatest prayer you can pray is that they know the truth and, and then that they're free. Always that's first. But if you want to do something to begin to start them on the path where they can even hear God, some of them are so messed up they can't even hear him. And I would definitely pray for clarity, for freedom from that thing. You may send the host to pull a stronghold is something like demonic forces coming against a person to either pull them out of the light or pull them into what's wrong, or maybe even pull them into something else other than that that would hurt or harm them. You totally can send the host to pull down those strongholds, especially if it's a family member or someone who you've known a long time, a friend or somebody like that. They even have groups of people who get together just to do that, to send the host to do these. Um, they have strategic warfare, and they actually have lists made, and they meet together, and, and their hosts come with them, and they send them together on these assignments. So you can do that. You can totally send them to universities where your teenagers are going, 
to pull down the strongholds of lies, to open the eyes of your of them who are attending there. Um, or you can actually pray that the professor be shown the truth face to face with the truth and make a decision to stop deceiving. Uh, there's all kinds of things you we just need to have one meeting where we do nothing but strategic uh, give people strategic uh, plans that they can use. Well, I was, was going to ask that because Kat, you're up all night. You are. All, I assume you send hosts every single night, but when you when you do that, I know at least sometimes you're outside, maybe all the time. But do you have a list with you, or do you just go by the spirit and see what God's going to tell you to send? Well, I have my list in here. All right. Okay. Okay. So you're you in in a sense, do you does it ever occur to you sometime during the day, you know, when I send the host tonight, I'm gonna do this, send this to these people? Do you kind of pre-plan any of that in your head or is it all in the moment? Oh uh, no, I think about a lot of the things that have to be done or things that I've that people will tell me about or ask for. Okay. Uh, I will if they send me in a card, and I'm telling 10 million people to send me a card, anybody who sends me, I guess those who um on a continual basis, probably contact me, connect with me. I will lay hands on the cards themselves and say, Father, whatever it is they need, if it is, if this is you, will give it to them. Or I'll say, Father, you know, those who bless me, I do pray for your finances. I That's not to get you to give me any money. I'm just saying I do pray over those, those who pray yeah. for me, those who care, those who want to see things change, those who know of something going on somewhere. I'm not saying tell me everybody's sin. I'm talking about in a government in another country. I've had people send me things that this is going on in this government. Can you please make a declaration? Can you send the host? And usually what I'll do is I'll say, you need to send the host. Uh, if you're a believer, you can send the host. You can command the host because the greater, you have a greater, um, not chance, but you have a greater opportunity if you're there present where this is going on and then you can command them to pull down those strongholds. They will do it. You can even post them somewhere for 30 days to keep at this for 30 days. So this, this situation can change. And I That's had one time a woman who was so determined, one of the countries that we've been, been been seeing some radical change in, she came all the way to see me in Florida and brought me the her uh, country's flag. And it was under, they were under severe attack and everything. We all prayed for them in that meeting because we had the flag there. We prayed over the flag, anointed the flag and declared and sent the host. Things began to immediately change. They started to get help. Wow. Uh, the enemy started leaving their country. The prayer agreement is one of the most powerful things, even if it's sending the host together. It's very powerful to do that. If you find people to be in agreement with you, uh, make sure it's not like two single guys and girls or a married couple not. I'm just saying, Yeah, just to don't let the enemy you know. take what you're doing for good and try to use it yeah. against you. And when, you know, wherever two, the other thing, wherever two or more, are there, I'm in the midst of you, there's that one, and wherever two or more agree is touching anything. So, I mean, if you were had a way to try and describe the quantifier, but so I pray something, I'm sending my host, or Doreen and my, my wife and I, we agreed to send hosts. Can you quantify how much more power the two of us sending it is than just it's one probably 10 times more the power. Okay. If wow. you're sending a million, you do it together, it's going to be 10 million. Okay, if really? it's a hundred and you're going to send them together, it's going to be a thousand. Uh, that's the way it multiplies. It's not just addition with the host. It's multiplication. I didn't know that one. I hadn't heard that one. That's really, really good. Yeah. Thank you, Kat. That's good. Okay, we got a couple time for a couple more here. Now I got a second show today, so we will stop okay. at a few. Brandy's asking, when the Bible says Jesus was beyond recognition on the cross, I'm not sure which scripture she's referring to. I think I do know. 
Was it because of the sin that he was bearing or because of his physical beating or both? What What do you know? It was the physical beating. It had nothing to do because he didn't sin. Right. So he it took, was changed his appearance. That, that they said he, he had to drink the cup. Yeah. And he that became was a spiritual cup. Okay. That, that, I've actually wondered the same. Cup. Let me explain. Okay. Okay. It was a physical cup that the angels brought from heaven to him. They brought it to him in the garden. And that's when he said, if possible, let this cup pass from me. That was a physical cup. But what was in it was spiritual. It was every spiritual, every wicked, evil sin you could commit ever. Uh, every wicked, evil deed that you could do. Every, every disease that there ever was. That was a spiritual thing. That when he drank it, he made his decision at that moment to give his life. It wasn't at the cross. It really was there. He knew he was going to go. He knew he would do it. And that is why he's the only one that has the right to forgive sins, people. He's the only one who ever bore them. They were nailed to the cross. That's why he has the right to forgive sins, in case you ever wonder. I, I do want to ask this question about that, though, in that about the, he's the only one, because in the Lord's Prayer, you pray to the Father, forgive us our sins. So you don't you mean the Father and Jesus can forgive sins? Is that as opposed to only Jesus. I think the Father can forgive any kind of a sin whatsoever. I think for salvation, Christ is probably the only one to do that can do that because the Father knows he bared that to the cross. He knows yeah. he paid the price to forgive for salvation. Yeah. The Father can forgive whatever he wants to forgive as the Father. Yeah. I I was I always get confused about confused may not be the right word, but I mean uh, Jesus said, you know, I'm not asking you uh, to pray in, only in my name. The, I, I don't have this memorized, Cap, but you, but you can go to the Father and he will give you. In other words, he was trying to communicate that the Father can give us what we ask without. Do you know what scripture I am? I don't know if you know that. You're talking about don't ask in my name anymore, but you can ask the, you can ask yeah, the can Father. Can you explain that? Because we were always taught, always pray in the name of Jesus. So explain that if you can. I think that is because they are one. The Father and the Son are one. Yeah. I think the Father can bring He can bring help to you. He can give blessings to you. He can bring suddenlies to you. He, yeah, He says, "Don't ask in My name." You don't have to no longer ask only in My name. He said He's literally saying you can ask the Father also. Like Father, I I I don't have enough money to do this. So Father, I thank you for blessing me with that money, sending that money. I need that money. He's saying something like that. You okay. can do that. Yeah. So in other words, like my the teaching that I was under that says, you know, if you don't say in the name of Jesus, it doesn't have any power. That's if you're asking to the Father, you don't have to say his name. I was so it's so ingrained in me that I don't even want to send send the host many times without saying in the name of Jesus, I take power over that. But I think you said one time that's not required to send the host. Did did didn't you say that? You once you realize who you are in Christ, then you just say, I take power over the power of the enemy, right? What Or clarify that. I always add it myself because it's such a thing I do. I say, I wake up. When I wake up, I say, I take power over all the power of the enemy this day. Okay. And I always say, thank you, Jesus. So I still say, okay. Okay. I so you mention him. Um, but in other words, because I have been given the right to command the host. Yeah. Because Christ commanded we get to command them because yeah. Christ stopped the storm. We get to stop the storm. I always thank the Lord no matter what, but it isn't like if I don't have his permission, his direct permission to do that, I can't do that. 
I can still do it because he gave me authority to do it. But I, do hey, thank him. I do thank him for it. Here's a good one. We'll close on this one, but I've wondered about this many a times because uh, we know there's a difference between after, I suppose, after Jesus was glorified and died and all that. But here's the question that Debbie's asking. Did Jesus have face-to-face -face visits with God and or hear his audible voice like the prophets did or do? And I'm especially wondering if supernatural things that happened to him when he was growing up, how did he figure out who he really was? So the first part of that is we know people like Cat Kerr who are caught up to be with the Father many, many, many times. Wouldn't it stand to reason that Jesus would have had that or more while he was on the earth? He would have been caught up to his father many times. Is that a, I, does that follow? Well, it says in the Bible he went to the mountains to meet with him. Yeah, but then I used to think that just meant, you know, meeting in prayer. But you mean meet. meet. Oh, he actually went to the mountains. Okay. To meet with him there. The God with the father, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, no, I read the same thing. Again, I was taught that just meant in prayer. That's... Mm -hmm. Okay. And Once so he knew, there came a time in his life he knew who he was. When he yeah. said to Mary and Joseph, I must be about the father's business when they corrected him for leaving the caravan. Remember that? Yeah. He was oh, yeah. several days in the temple speaking to the high priest, and they were so undone by what he knew, the revelation he knew and everything. He knew at that moment in his life, he knew he was the son of the living God. He knew from that moment he on. He already know he, he was he was either 12 or 13. He knew he would die on the cross. He, he knew it all, probably. He knew, he knew who he was. He knew that was his father was in heaven. And he did go to the mountains to meet with him, to talk with him about stuff. Of course, of course, he would be able to do that. Okay, um, good. But and, yeah, so that was yeah, that, that was and then, great yeah. way for the disciples, I think. <laughs> well, and then this one again, this is Debbie still asking, said, I'm especially wondering if supernatural things that happened what happened to him when he was growing up. How did he figure out who he really was? I remember there was some supposed lost book of the Bible that claimed he had healed some birds or different things, but I'm not I'm not trying to get anybody to go to other verse books, but did he work miracles? Did he did he heal family members? Did he he what did actually, be? Steve. He, what he practiced at home to them was not a miracle. Oh. Mary knew he could turn the water into heaven's wine. And I keep saying that. He turned the water into heaven's wine, not earthly wine. There was no process taking place anymore. He simply turned the water into heaven's wine, which I've had very sweet. And it doesn't, it doesn't make you yeah. like in your flesh. But the, even at the wedding, they said, you have saved the very best. We've never had any like this. You've saved it to the last. And that's because he ran out, obviously. Yeah. Mary knew. How did Mary know unless he had done it? Mary knew he could do that. That's why she said, you know, go ahead and do whatever he says to do. And he's saying, what are you making me step out before my time? That's what he said to his mom. That's true. You're going to have me do a miracle at home. It was never a miracle. Well, that can't when his, his mother... Him his mother and his brothers then try and get him wherever he was, either Nazareth or Capernaum, one of those places, because they thought he was, they seemed to think he was going too far. And, and he said, they said, your mother and brothers are out there. And he basically says, I'll tell you who my mother and brothers are. They're the ones doing the will of the father, which was a super big ouch for mom and, and brothers. But why, why would that happen if, uh, assuming they already had seen his miracles, what were they, what were they trying to do? Because they, they liked him for themselves. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure they didn't run out telling all their friends, my brother just turned the water into wine. Are you kidding? 
they probably didn't say that. They were thinking they'll all come and get it. Because remember, they're not Jesus. <laughs> yeah. But he multiplied the food, okay? Mary knew he could do these things, and she pondered them in her heart when he did them. But she also did know one day he would die on the cross that was told to her. I guess she was maybe hoping, maybe she was thinking that could be avoided, but it couldn't yeah. be avoided. Yeah, any and good I mother. And I think that moment when he said, no, these are the ones who God has sent me to, you know, not his family. I think Mary knew at that time that things were changing and that probably was going to happen with him. Yeah. But it was not a miracle. And this is what the Holy Spirit said. What Jesus did at home was normal for them. They couldn't do it. They knew he could. And so, but when Mary finally made him step out, mama pushed him out of the, out of the nest and said, no, you need to do this. And he did that. That was his first miracle, but it wasn't the first time he had done it. That's very interesting. I never thought of it that way because early on with scene one, it's time, here's, do whatever they tell you, Jesus, make this wine. Later on, scene two or three, he's there, they're going, what are you doing? <laughs> you what abandon us you're doing all these things i don't know it is it, i would love to sit down with mary and jesus in heaven and process what they were thinking i'm sure a lot of people do that <laughs> <laughs> well cat do tell people how to get about your two websites if you will because we're going to get going here in a second but we'll talk about revealingheaven.com for a sec yeah revealingheaven.com is my main website that's where you can go to you'll find the book you'll find a lot of other stuff there They've actually been working on it. I need to take a look at it and see what they've done to it. Uh, they've made some changes to it, probably for the better. I think they made it better to navigate through it, number one. And also, our store has greatly increased. God asked me to not just share heaven by word, but to create items to put in the marketplace that represented heaven. That is part of revealing heaven. In the marketplace, people think can, they can have, they can wear. They can, they can say things like, I always like to use this cup to show people, like this is not a normal cup. It says, I don't do demons right there. So God didn't give me things to create that would bash people. Holy Spirit gave me ideas how to bash hell. That's and true. so a lot of our stuff like this speaks against the darkness like that. And so we have all kinds of things for you to use in your home, uh, have in your home, which is what his original plan was to write the books, to go and speak. And then begin to create items that we could put in the marketplace. And his word was this. Hal's been doing it long enough. It's about time we put something in the marketplace. Good. Good. And then catcur.com. What's there? Did you say that that's, one? I keep saying to people that's a spiritual platform. You can learn all kinds of things by going there. It doesn't cost you to go there at all. Uh, it is, however, the only place on planet Earth that if you want to give to me online, it's on catcur.com. I don't have other places you can give. If you see other websites out there, they're not they're not mine. If you see a way to give, catcur.com is it. So if you find somebody else's website that has my face on it, asking you to give money at this link for missionaries, for other people, that's people wanting to steal your money. That's mm. not me. Okay, wow. Very good stuff. You feel like just blessing the people as we go out here? Yeah, I'll bless. Father, I just released peace yeah. and joy and celebration, Father, just like they have in heaven, God. I come against every wicked, evil, lying spirit. I command the host heaven to go and pull them down over everybody who's watching this. Yes. Sir. Every platform of evil that's been built anywhere in this country and in this world trying to take over. I thank you, God, for flooding the homes and the hearts with your presence, with your life, with your love, with your will, 
with your revelation in Jesus' name. Because the greatest days are ahead. Darkness is not taking over, but it will be judged and justice will be given. In Jesus' name, so be it. Amen. Amen. Kat, thank you so much. We love you very much and your staff. Uh, okay, quick reminder that Johnny Enlow will be on 90 minutes from now at 2 o'clock awesome. uh, Pacific time and 5 o'clock uh, Eastern as the second show for today in this special election, post-election season. So, All right. God bless you. Thanks again, Kat. We'll see you all later. Bye-bye. Bye. This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on Rumble and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahStreams.com slash give to become a partner today.